one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we've got a great story involving staying home sick from school. But first, a story from Yarn Wonder. You need a doctor's note to prove sickness or we'll sack you. I was reminded of this because of another post, and it happened almost 20 years ago. I had been working away in a restaurant and had just finished a Saturday day shift. It wasn't common to get a Saturday night off, as it was our busiest night, and the boss was making me feel like I should be offering to do overtime because they were being so kind to me. The last hour of my shift, I started feeling crappy. By the time I got home, I was exploding at both ends and really miserable. I was hoping I'd feel better the next morning, but still felt awful. I dutifully phoned in sick because I couldn't be around food until I've been vomit and diarrhea free for 24 hours. My boss immediately assumed I was hungover and threatened to fire me for letting everyone down. I said fine because I wasn't about to go into work. At the time, my flatmate was helping the same restaurant out because they were short a chef. He goes into work and is telling boss how sick I am. He didn't know that I'd been threatened, but it meant that the boss phoned me back and said if I could provide a sick note for the day, I wouldn't lose my job. At this time, my job was paying about 300 euros a week and a doctor's appointment in a sick note was going to set me back a hundred. Fine, if you're going to assume the worst about me when I'd never phoned in sick before, done. I got the grumpiest doctor who was pissed I'd made an appointment for this when he had actual sick people who needed to see him. The doctor signed me off for a full week. Instead of helping out to cover one of my shifts, they had to cover another five shifts, and I got a week off paid. Would you guys agree with me when I say that if you miss one shift because you're not feeling well, and your employer forces you to go see a doctor to get a sick note, that that doctor should give you a week or two off just because of how ridiculous it is for you to have to go to some doctor's office or god forbid emergency room just to get a doctor's note? Let me know what you guys think down in the comments. Our next story is from Heathen Yak. Have to come into the office with the flu? Okay. About 10 years ago, my employer didn't have a sick leave policy. It was at your supervisor's discretion. One year I got the flu and was in bed for several days. On the third day, my supervisor called and said I had to come into the office the next day. I explained I have the flu and look and feel terrible and was still very sick. He said no excuses and no exceptions. His policy is three days max. So the next day, I went into the office and the president of the company said, Jesus, why are you here? You look terrible. Go home. I explained that I had to see my supervisor since he said I had to come in. The supervisor sent me home after the president told him he had to. The next week, about 75% of the staff in that office was out with the flu for the week. It was a quiet week for me. I sure hope this is a learning tool for that supervisor who has it stuck up their butt that they have to be there. You can't miss more than three days. Well, look at what your dumb and ridiculous policy got you. Now you're really going to be in a funk because you only got a quarter of your entire workforce to use. 
This next story is from Kiss Me Goodbye. You can't be sick for that long. Bring her back to school. This happened when I was in elementary school, but the compliance was my mom's. I got whooping cough, which has a lifespan of 100 days. We got a doctor's note from my school, and everyone seemed fine with it except the main office administrator, who was constantly calling my mom to bug her about when I was coming back. About a month in, she calls my mom and tells her it's impossible I've been sick for this long, and if I'm not on school on Monday, she's calling social services. Keep in mind, at this point, I can barely lift my head, I sound like Darth Vader, and every few minutes I start coughing like I'm doing an impression of a goose fighting a Toyota. My mom was so sick of this crap that she put a mask on me and took me to school in a taxi. She practically had to drag me to my class and didn't even bother leaving. I got sent home before the bell even rang. Because of the school policy, I was sent to the office and had to be signed out, which meant nasty admin lady got to see exactly how miserable and sick I was. She then had the nerve to ask me how my mom could even consider sending me to school. Unfortunately for her, my mom just had to walk up a flight of stairs to come get me because she knew what the heck was going to happen. She signed me out and let the admin lady know that I would cough on anyone who thought I wasn't really sick. I don't know what the psychology behind it is, but I feel like there's something weirdly, almost grossly satisfying about being able to prove somebody wrong about something that's so bad to yourself. Because this person is like, there's no way you've been sick for that long, you're lying. And you get to show up, look at them behind a mask and start honk coughing at them like a goose. There's just something so satisfying with being right there in front of them and being like, yeah, it really is that bad, jerk. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Every video has awesome stories, like our next one from Electronic Tangelo 5, you must clock out at 1.30am. Okay, the story happened today, literally an hour ago. It's not the biggest malicious compliance ever, but I'm kind of an anxious doormat and I'm proud of myself. Some background, I, 28-year-old female, work a part-time job in a well-known fast food chain. Dear American readers, I live in Europe. If something doesn't make sense to you, you know why. While I try to finish my master's degree, I usually work evenings and nights and close the cafe area from one to three times a week. The cafe takes a lot of time to close as, one, it's a lot of work per se, dishes to wash, machines to clean up, refrigerated counter to clean and stock, etc., Two, my coworkers usually leave a mess and don't really clean up after themselves. And three, I also have to work the front and we've been painstakingly understaffed for months. So it's quite common for me to stay another 20 to 30 minutes after my shift is over, even more time if needed. I take pride in doing my job well and I hate leaving a mess for the opening shift to deal with. Some of them are my friends and I generally respect the vast majority of my coworkers. Things started to go south some months ago. We're understaffed and are being asked to work longer shifts and overtime for the well-being of the company. Yeah, they really said it. Sometimes it happens that someone has to work more than 10 hour long shifts because no one can cover their role or we have a sudden influx of clients. It's illegal, by the way. To avoid paying us more, they're using in a not very legal way our paid leave and vacation days. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, 
you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Not illegal either, it's more of a gray area, but they're not supposed to do it the way they're doing it. The week's schedule is put out with just half a day's notice. We're not allowed to ask for free weekends, and looks like they're mobbing some coworker in order for them to leave. On to the story. As I've said, I really like my coworkers and I need money. So I was kind of fine working more hours and keeping up with maintenance and extraordinary cleaning. This space has been damaging my mental and physical health. I have a couple of conditions that are not in check anymore. Moreover, I've always thought that the store manager and I were kind of friendly. Until Sunday, when I've learned from a manager that this gentleman wrote in the manager's WhatsApp group that people closing the cafe are not supposed to stay after the end of their shift, and if they can't close properly, they need to quickly wipe with a cloth in the last 30 minutes. Needless to say, he was talking about me and another colleague, the only ones left who can actually close the cafe and clean it enough to be in line with company policies as we're the ones that usually stayed late to properly do our jobs. The other girl that takes ages and does a poor job, but is kind of a snitch, was completely ignored. I have generalized anxiety disorder and major depressive disorder. I still rely a lot on my performances to evaluate my worth. Let's say I didn't take it kindly. I felt hurt and I've spent the last few days thinking about it. Tonight, closing shift, I say, so, store manager said that I have to leave at 1.30am, right? The shift manager says, yup. I say, I'm not required to do the extra stuff no one else will do? They say, still don't get why you're doing it in the first place, but no, you're not. Just clean it up enough to not look like a landfill and stock the counter. I say, basic cleaning and resupplying. They say, yup. 
I say copy that. The shift runs smoothly, a few clients now and then, no need to rush. At 12.45am, the cafe's in okay condition. It would probably pass a health inspection, but we're far from corporate standards. They dictated even how sugar should be displayed, or my usual closing ones. At 1.10am, I enter in the office and sit down scrolling on my phone. The shift manager says, what's up? I say, I'm done. They say, you can go home. You don't need to stay. I say, it's 1.10 a.m. They say, so? And I say, so? He said, 1.30 a.m.? I've got another 20 minutes left on my shift. I mean, he didn't say that we can leave early and save the company some money. He said, I need to leave at 1.30 a.m. The manager says, know what? I'd really like some company. And after all, he said 1.30 a.m. He's the store manager. I'm not supposed to contradict him. I clocked out at 1.30 a.m. as requested. Is something going to change? I don't think so. I don't think they really care enough to notice. Not during their power struggles and whatnot. Maybe, just maybe, they'll realize something's wrong and try to change it. But I wouldn't bet on that. More likely we're going to have a new store manager. The fifth in less than a year and a half. But it feels good being paid for scrolling Reddit and smoking. Instead of keeping up with the extraordinary maintenance the management can't be bothered to do or require the closing staff to do and being unappreciated. After all, I was required to clock out at 1.30am. I personally am of the opinion that if you have a set work hours, even if you didn't actually get it to corporate standards. If you were working and trying all the way up to the last minute of your shift, personally, I think you should just be able to go home. And our final story of the day is from Sapphire0910, Give Your Candy. I have an entitled parent story with their kid. Background, I have two cats, and they both use the litter box and it needs to be cleaned out often. I usually put the litter in a grocery bag and double up the bag in case one breaks or has a hole in it. Story. So I was cleaning out the litter boxes since I had a little bit of time before I needed to do my schoolwork. I grabbed out the scooper and bags and it so happened to be that the bag on the outside was a bag from a local candy store. I thought nothing of it and continued taking care of the cat business. I got outside, heading to the dumpster. Entitled daughter and entitled mother had a walk in our neighborhood. Entitled daughter comes up to me and says, Hey, can I have some candy? I was super confused and didn't know where she thought I had candy. Then the entitled mother comes over and says, Don't play stupid. You obviously have a name of candy store bag on you. I look at it and realize what they think they see. I say, oh no, this isn't full of candy, I said. Trying not to tell her that it has cat poop in it. No, you give Entitled Daughter some candy now, or we will be on our way, she demanded. I decided that I was tired of this crap. Literally. Fine, have the whole bag, I said, and handed it to them. They looked so pleased with themselves that it actually worked. But once they opened the bag, the disappointment on their faces was priceless. Hey, this isn't candy, said Entitled Daughter. You. Give us the candy as you promised, the entitled mother demanded from me. I never promised you anything. I told you it's not candy, and you didn't believe me. I politely told her in a smart butt way. No, you didn't. You're a liar. A liar, I say, a liar, entitled mom shouted at me. Then my mom came out of the house. What's going on here, she asked, and saw it was entitled mom. Oh, I know what's going on. 
She came over. Your son promised my daughter and I candy, and he gave us a bag of crap. The entitled mom yelled at her. My mom tells entitled mom, First of all, that's not how you address me. Second, I can pull up the security camera footage, and we can see who's in the wrong here. It has audio, and if you're wrong, we could press charges on you for trespassing on our property. Entitled mom took no chances and realized she was beaten. She took the bag of litter and threw it onto our driveway and huffed away with Entitled Daughter, flipping us off as they went away. And in response, my mom and I just death glared them. After they were a few houses away, my mom returned inside and I picked up the bag. Thankfully, nothing fell out and the bag was still intact, so I put it in the dumpster. After that, nothing happened. We didn't press charges over something that petty. And that was a good reminder on why we never interact with that family. Honestly, I kind of have like a whole level of respect for OP for being so willing to just hand them over this bag knowing full well that this is just entirely full of litter, pee, and poo. If it were me and OP's shoes and they were going on and on and berating me relentlessly, and even if I was totally tired of that, I don't think I would ever be able to just hand that over to them knowing full well what the contents of that bag is. She could be yelling and flailing her arms around and I would be like, no, no, you don't understand. There is cat poo in this bag. There is not candy. If you eat the contents of this bag, you will get sick and or possibly die. You know, maybe hopefully get through to them. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another malicious compliance story that was way crazier than any of the ones in this video, click on that left video. Or if you missed my latest video, click on the right. That said, though, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.